This episode of Biscuits Buttered is brought to you by Alpha Brain. Do you watch Joe Rogan? Do you lift weights? Do you take whey protein and uh, creatine and focus on your body a lot? Do you go exercise daily because you're an alpha? Well, um, Alpha Brain. It's not going to help with your gynecomastia from the steroids. It's not going to help with any of the problems that you have from years and years of abusing your body with steroids and drugs. Um, but it will help with your focus. So if you're trying to focus in the gym, if you're like counting the plates and doing all the stuff that you need to do to, to focus on your uh, body that's uh, falling apart, uh, buy Alpha Brain. Our official sponsor at uh, the Biscuits Buttered Podcast with Victoria Vandenberg. So if you don't got it, you need it. So are you an alpha? You know, do you like Jordan Peterson? Do you like Andrew Tate? Do you listen to all these motherfuckers? Well, the one supplement you need is Alpha Brain. It'll make you smart, smart. Welcome to the Biscuits Buttered Podcast with Victoria Vandenberg. Uh, Victoria is in a good mood. She's in a good mood and she will get into it in a minute. Uh, just on cloud nine, if, uh, if these people would stop fucking texting me. God damn. I'll, I'll get into that later. <laughs> so, Victoria's in a good mood. Um... Remember, this is the Biscuits Buttered Podcast with Victoria Vandenberg. Hit us up on social media. We're on Facebook. We are on the Twitter. We are on Podvine. And you can also email us at biscuit, uh, biscuitsbuttered at Podvine. Uh, well, I'm having trouble today. This is, um, as usual, uh, you know, every week I get on here and I say, Oh, Victoria's not herself today. This is just me every day. This is just who I am. I can't, I get lost in my thoughts and I can't, I'm a little old lady. I can't help it. I just sit here drinking my coffee thinking that this coffee will help me in my weak mind. And I'll be able to eventually talk about what I want to talk about, but I can't. I can't express it in words. It's in my mind, but I can't, I can't express it on the microphone. <laughs> Maybe I need some alpha brain. That's what I need, and that's what you need. The official sponsor, Alpha Burn. All right, so, uh, you know, hit us up uh, at Proton, Biscuits Buttered at Proton.me. Uh, we're on the Twitter, we're on the Facebook, we're on the Podvine. Hit us up. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love you to send me um, random pictures of yourself in provocative photos. That's what I'd like to say. I like porn. I like seeing porn, amateur porn, any type of porn. Just send it to me. I'll, it doesn't matter what you look like. I'd love to see it. All right. So, uh, Victoria is in a good mood. Um, it's been a good week. I got uh, paid uh, today. And immediately upon getting paid, I booked myself a trip. I'm going to be in New Orleans on, we can call it a tour. It's the Biscuits Buttered with Victoria Vandenberg tour. I'm going to be in New Orleans February 3rd and 4th. I'm going to go to the 
uh, crew to Boheme on that Friday night, and I'm going to go to the uh, crew to Vu on that Saturday night. Uh, I'm also going to be tending uh, different uh, fine dining experiences. I've already booked me a tour of St. Louis Cemetery 1 because I have to visit the grave of Maria Laveau. And uh, it's just a tradition. And then I have to visit uh, the future grave of uh, the pyramid grave of uh, the greatest actor to ever live, Nicolas Cage. Um, and then I've got uh, reservations for murals, Jackson Square. I've got reservations for Antoine's. I've got reservations for my favorite, Two Jacks. Um, where else am I going? The Court of the... Two sisters, I'm going to go there. I've got already got my reservations booked and ready to go. But the first um, place that I plan on going when I get to New Orleans is uh, the grave of John Kennedy Toole. Now, uh, that's that's the first place you got to go when you go to New Orleans. The grave of John Kennedy Toole. And if you don't know who this man is, he wrote the Neon Bible, uh, one of his lesser works. And uh, But he wrote a masterpiece, an absolute masterpiece of writing called The Confederacy of Dunces. And it has um, a character in it called Ignatius J. Riley. And he is, I mean, very comparable to myself. I guess is the reason I like the book so much. He's uh, just a fat, overweight, overeducated, uh, possibly gay. Well, he's not really gay. He hangs out with some gay people. Sort of gay, but not really. He's got a woman. Um, And he lives with his parents and uh, really doesn't know what to do with himself in life. And so he um, basically uh, has to go work. You know, at the ripe old age of 40, he actually has to go get a job, and uh, hilarity ensues. So if you haven't read The Confederacy of Dunces, I want you to drop everything immediately and read The Confederacy of Dunces, and you will be greatly satisfied with the result. So um, first thing I'm going to do, John Kennedy, Tool, John, yeah, John Kennedy Tool's grave. Uh, then they have an Ignatius J. Riley statue. Okay. So, um, I'm going to go visit it. Take a swig of my coffee. All right. So, and if you want to find me, we're going to play a Where's Waldo with Victoria Vandenberg. I'm actually going to be dressed as Ignatius J. Riley at these two parades that I mentioned earlier. The Crew de Boheme and the Crew de Vu. The Crew de Vu is... Um, a wonderful, wonderful uh, parade of Mardi Gras. It is uh, salacious. It is, um, I don't know, what are the words that I'm trying to find for it? It's just wonderful. Uh, it's blasphemous. It's uh, sexual. It's, you know, people dress as everything under the sun. You know, you'll have naked people. You'll have uh, people dressed as sperm, people dressed as penises, people dressed as vaginas. Um People just dressed in all types of provocative things because it's like the to me it's just the funnest parade there is, and it's like lesser known. You know, it's not as when when you go to these uh, 
first two parades, it's um, it's it's not as busy, and you can actually get cheaper hotels. I'm not going to be staying in the quarter, but because uh, it was out of the, I don't have enough money. But I'm going to be taking an Uber into the quarter, and I'll probably be in the quarter all three days. And uh, I plan on visiting a lot of really neat stuff there. There's a um, place called Bloody Mary's Haunted Museum. Now, this lady's on YouTube, and she has a lot of good YouTube videos you can watch. And I believe she was on, if I remember correctly, I want to think she was on a dark tourism episode. She was on some episode that I watched of something somewhere. (laughs) She's been on TV. Bloody Mary's Haunted Museum. Go to it. And then there's the Voodoo Museum. Now, there is a voodoo shop there, and they're really mean on Bourbon Street. I don't recommend going there, but I am going to go visit the Voodoo Museum there, which I think is connected to it. But because um, I just love macabre stuff, I love anything eerie, creepy, out of order that uh, most people don't like. I love to involve myself in that because I'm drawn to it. There's also a Museum of Death that I'm going to go see. Uh, hopefully, that'll be cool. I heard that it's kind of small. Apparently, there's one in LA that's huge. And um, this one's supposedly like just a room, but I'm still going to it. Apparently they got some stuff from Jack Kevorkian and everything like that. There's also the Voodoo Spiritual Temple that I'd like to visit. Um, uh, If I ever get married, I hope Victoria someday gets married. Um, Maybe that'll happen. I don't know. You never know. Maybe I'll be lucky enough to get me a man one day, which uh, we'll get into that later. Because I do have grinder hookup stories. Not necessarily hookup stories because they always go sour. <laughs> so, and then uh, there's the Jakku St. Germain house. Now, this guy supposedly is an immortal. Wait, did I finish on the voodoo? Well, I'm going to go visit the voodoo spiritual temple. And if I ever get married, I'm going to get married by a voodoo spiritualist. Ah, coffee. That's exactly what I need. It's early. Got people bothering me on Facebook Marketplace. All right, so this Jakku, am I saying that right? Jock, Jock, St. Germain house. Um, Basically, this guy is supposedly immortal. He's been alive for like hundreds of years, and uh, he moved to New Orleans claiming to be immortal and then ended up having to leave. So I plan on visiting his house. If you ever heard of this guy, Apparently he shows up in different periods of time with kings and queens and things like that, and they can't figure out who he is. So uh, I believe it. It's supposed to be a well-lettered, well-written, well, well-read man. Jacou Saint Germain, Jacques Saint Germain. Um, then I'm going to go to Voodoo Authentica. I tried to write down a lot of different stuff to do, and I'm trying to stay busy while I'm there. Um. And so I'm, I'm just, I'm ecstatic. I'm staying in a shit hotel uh, because I waited too late to book. So all the, it, I've noticed on like, if you get on hotels.com, sometimes like if you wait till like two weeks before, they'll jack up the rates. But if you, if you plan it like further out, like months out, the rates will be lower. So I remember looking at a hotel that would have been over, 
like 500 for being near the French Quarter. And they jacked it up to like 700. I'm like, fuck that shit. So I'm staying in like basically a cockroach motel for like $200 for three nights. And um, I don't care. It, you know, I'll just take an Uber in and I'll uh, try to leave the light zone where the bugs don't crawl on me. <laughs> I go to sleep. Uh, but uh, I got someone bothering me on Marketplace. Let me pause this real quick and I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. I got all these fucking... So uh, this trip that I planned, uh, I don't know why I'm always low on money. You know, I try to save. I, I put back a lot of money before I even get my paycheck. So then when I get my paycheck, I'm like always like, I don't have no money. So now I'm having to sell. I'm selling canoe. I'm selling a bunch of stuff on Marketplace. And you have these people that just waste your fucking time. So I'm selling like this old cabinet, you know, and it's like a real old cabinet. It's like real wood, you know, you don't, it's not particle board shit, you know, it's like real nice. And I'm like, oh, just fucking give me $20 and take it off my hands. You can hear them fucking ringing me right now on my phone. Well, anyway, you'll have people call, oh, why are the dimensions? Why, why are the dimensions of the fucking cabinet? I'm thinking, $20, can you take Ten dollars? I mean, it's like no, fuck you, you fucking cunt. It's like Jesus Christ, it's twenty dollars a cabinet for twenty dollars. Well, it's missing the glass in the front. It's like it's twenty fucking dollars. It's storage. You can fucking use it for anything. You can put plexiglass in there to replace it. Fuck off. These people are so fucking annoying. This is what I do to get extra money. I sell shit. Also, got people. They'll, you know, I'm trying to sell my canoe. They'll, they'll get on there. Hey, will you take 50 bucks? Like, fuck you. Fuck you. I will not take 50 bucks. Trying to sell it for $200, which is cheap for a canoe. If somebody would come pick it up right now, I'd sell it for 150 But until they actually show the fuck up. See, I've talked about this particular cabinet. It's like $20 cabinet. I've talked to like over 50 people about it. And then this canoe, I've talked to over 10 people about it. And they just say, dimensions? Is it dirty? Is it sturdy? Are these scratches in it? It's like it's $20. It's $20. Come to fucking reality. I'm just trying to sell shit from my house so I can have money so that way when I get to New Orleans, when I get to the Calda, I'll be able to go to nice restaurants and stuff my fucking face. I want to have a Sazerac in one hand, a fucking hurricane in the other. I fucking want to have a bloody, just a fucking bloody dripping steak in front of me. And the way I'm doing that is selling my belongings. For that experience that I want in New Orleans. And I wish these people... Well, let's see what these fuckers are saying right now. Let's pull it up. Let's see what these cocksuckers... Um, Does it have the bub socket so that I could wire it? Uh, I think so. I think so. Motherfucker, fuck you. 
Oh, Deborah doesn't get off until four. Fuck you, Deborah. Fuck you. Okay, okay, whenever you want to come. Saturday, Sunday. Oh no, I work. Oh no, I'm I'm do doing my nails. Can you just hold it for three weeks? Can you hold that twenty dollar cabinet for three weeks? Like this is how this these fucking people are. What? Ah! It rung again. Let's see what they have to say. Ah! 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 Ah, let's see, he's asking for a dozen. Maybe five or six is what I'm going to tell this guy. Guarantee he won't come. Ah, oh, you fuckers. Let me pause this for a second. Okay, I'm going to have to ignore these fuckers. They're just, they're driving me crazy. So, moving on. I went to, uh, I went camping last weekend. I recorded the podcast a little early so I could go camping and, um, we went uh, down to the river. There's trees all across the road. We, it took like an hour just to get down to the cabin because we were having to chop up these trees. Um, we found a dead pig. So apparently on the trail cam, and I think I fucking deleted the picture. I was going to put it as the uh, episode art, um, but I think I deleted the pic. God damn it. I deleted the pic. Well, anyway, I did have a picture of um, a dead pig that somebody just was going down the road and was just like, I'm going to shoot that pig. Fuck that pig. And then they, of course, they do tear up everything. Like if you go down to my cabin, you'll see where their snouts have been like digging into the ground and rutting and all this stuff. And um, and they go in packs. There's like packs, like five of them that you'll catch on the trail cam. And it's just really fucking crazy having them down there and somebody just shot one and left it on the side of the road and for some reason because i have these macabre interests i just, I just stopped took a picture of it sent it to a friend and my friend was like why did you send me a picture of this dead fucking pig and i was like i don't know i like to share um so we get down there you know we have a great time we get drunk we get a gallon of brunswick stew from um Full Moon Barbecue, and it was, and we get, we got some of their cornbread rolls, which were just fucking delicious, and um, had a blast, had a fucking blast, actually got a little bit of work done down there, straightened up a little bit, um, chopped down a tree, there's still several trees I need to get down, but anyway, I'm sure y'all love to hear about that shit, um, but I do have a restaurant review, I do have a restaurant review. Lee's Chicken in Jasper, Alabama. Lee's Chicken. Um, this place is um, mediocre. Very, very mediocre. I don't know why every time I go by, there's always people 
like there's a line out the door and I'm like, okay, I'm going to try this fucking place. So I go there and I get the chicken livers with a biscuit and mac and cheese and um, what else did I have? Oh, and potato wedges. I did like the potato wedges. Uh, mac and cheese was, blank, you know, just normal mac and nothing special. Chicken livers were tender but greasy. I actually like a little crunch to my chicken livers, so it's not exactly how I want them. Um, but if you want the gout, if you want diabetes, go to Lee's Chicken in Jasper, Alabama. Uh, you'll immediately have to take your alpha brain after it because it's going to like put you in a diabetic coma. I mean, it's it's not even good. Like, like I don't mind eating like really like horrible food that is like bad for me as long as it tastes really good. Like one of my, and I try to do this less now, one of my favorite things to do, uh, there's this sausage company called King Cotton. I think it's out of Tennessee somewhere. And everybody down here is about that Kunuka or however you say it. I'm, I think it's disgusting. It's the South Alabama thing that they don't know what they're, they don't know what they're doing down there. Um, I like King cotton. So I'll get this King cotton. I'll fry it up in a pan, fix me some rice and some bread with it. Oh, now I know it's bad for me. I know, I know it's going to cause like, uh, cancer eventually because apparently it's linked to that now. Uh, apparently processed sausages and meats are linked to cancer. And, uh, it's going to give me gastrointestinal cancer, <laughs> but it is guilty pleasure. I fucking love it. And, uh, that I'm willing, I'm like, okay, okay. I'm going to eat this and I'm going to go pass out and I'm going to feel like shit because I love the taste of it. But Lee's chicken, not worth the calories, not worth any of it. Just a bunch of, oh, God damn it. They keep fucking texting me. Let's see what they want this time. I mean, it's $20. Just fucking come get it. Oh, shit. Okay, hold on. Oh, so this lady's saying she's about here. Great. All right, I might have to pause this podcast. All right, so I guess I'm going to have to pause this podcast. Somebody's actually going to come get the goddamn thing instead of just talking to me forever and ever and ever. So let me pause this, and uh, I'll be right back. I'll try to get this shit ready for this bitch. That motherfucker is sold. She actually showed up. She actually bought the goddamn cabinet, and this is a res- I respect this woman, okay? I respect this woman. She came, she showed up. Now, there needs to be like a book. God damn it, somebody else has texted me. There needs to be a book about online marketplace uh, manners. And uh, because people are just so like, they want like a million details about every little thing that I put on there. And they just go crazy like, "Ah, well, is the wood, how thick is the wood? It's like, fuck off. This lady showed up. She's like, yeah, that'll do put it in the back of her 
fucking little Ford shoebox vehicle and drove off with it. Slap 20 bucks a man. I'm like, exactly. For something that costs 20 bucks, uh, there should be no like nitpickiness. You should just get it and fucking leave. So I want to praise this woman for her marketplace etiquette. Her online marketplace etiquette. She showed up. She looked at it. She said, that'll fucking do. She slapped $20 in my hand and she fucking took it. I loaded that bitch up in there. I got several other things for sale on Marketplace that people are contacting me about. And looks like I'm going to actually raise a good bit of money because um, the reason I'm trying to sell things and raise money is because I want to be shit-faced drunk, drinking a hurricane, eating a tomahawk ribeye, and Antoine's, I don't even think they sell a tomahawk ribeye. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to demand a tomahawk. I'm going to be at the commander's palace. And I'm like, I want a tomahawk ribeye. Sir, we don't have that on the menu. Go fucking kill a cow, you faggot. And fix me a tomahawk ribeye. Because I am a man of wealth and great largesse. And I'm going to smoke a cigar in here even though there's no smoking allowed because I'm a fucking Rockefeller. In fact, bring me oysters, Rockefeller, you fucking lowly creature. That's what I'm going to fucking do when I'm in New Orleans. And it's all going to be funded by selling junk at my house. I'm going to pretend that I am a, a man of great interest and wealth, yet I'm actually just a lowly lowly government employee who barely, barely gets by and lives in the recesses of his father's home. But they don't have to know that. They don't have to know that. I'm going to be wearing my Versace watch. I'm going to, be, I'm going to have me on like a, some nice, maybe even a nice Van Heusen shirt. They're going to think I'm from money. Trust me when they see that Van Heusen shirt. All right. So... We sold that. Let's see who's texting us now. This whole episode is just going to be about the marketplace, right? And I've taken my alpha brain. I'm woke up. This is what alpha brain does to you, our official sponsor. Okay, this lady's like, what time did that? Would you be maybe maybe around seven? You can't. All right, so. Oh, God damn it, that's abandoned! Ah! It's sold. Thought I'd taken that off. Well, anyway. Alrighty. Someone else is messaging me about that cabinet. I'm like, lady, it's sold. Leave me alone. Thought I delisted it, but okay. Alright, so... I've been horny lately. Victoria's been horny. And that's, you know, we don't, I don't have nothing else to talk about. So we're just going to talk about my loneliness and horniness. So I get on Grinder, I get on Growler. And I have more luck with Growler, but it's just like people are too far away. Like it's always some like really like tight-bodied Thai boy messaging me on Growler. Like, hey, I wish you were in Bangkok so you could... You know, bang me with your cock, you know, and I'm always like, yeah, I wish I was in Bangkok too. Because for some reason, Asians really like this. I don't know why. I never, this is something you used to, I'd be like, 
black guys really like me. You know, they like the thickness. But now I've noticed Asians really like me. They're into this. They're into uh, big, hairy uh, white people. So that's just reason discovery. Well, anyway, this is, I'm going to call this segment Weird Things That People Ask Me on Grinder." So there's a weirdo in Florida. I should fucking say his name on here, but I'm not going to because I don't want to get sued. And he texts me like, hey, your genitals fucking stink. I'd like to smell your fucking genitals. And you can see his fat fucking pudgy face with fucking scars from acne and everything else on it. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Like, I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't even know that was a thing, that people get off on the smell of, like, disgusting fuckers that don't bathe and their fucking genitals stink like cow manure. It's like, what the fuck? God, they're still fucking texting me about it. Um, and it's just like, fuck, people. That's disgusting. I told this guy, you're disgusting. I would not. And he even has a picture of him and his partner. And I'm like, does your partner know that that picture's on there? Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I always think, there, there, and there's there needs to be, like, dating app etiquette. You shouldn't have pictures of other people in your pictures that you use on dating and hookup apps. Right? Am I the only one that thinks this? I think it's weird. Like, so now that guy that you know, I guess his partner, I don't know, maybe he's just a friend, is now associated with uh, being into smelly genitals. I told this guy, no. I take a fucking bath because I'm a clean, rational human being that likes to take care of myself. And you're a disgusting fuck that likes to, I guess, suck smelly genitals. Get away from me, motherfucker. Yeah, this, this podcast has really gone downhill. I think I should end the podcast. I mean, like, for good. Because it's just like, is this really what I'm, is this really what I have to do to have a podcast. <laughs> well, anyway, so the other night I get off work and uh, a guy messages me on Grinder, and uh, he's like, hey, need my dick sucked. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. I'll come suck your dick. No problem there. And he's just like, uh, you generous? I'm like, Dude, I, why, you need money? What, you need money? Your cock's not even that, like he had this, you know, he was talking about how hungry he was, and I'm like, your cock is like a, a boomerang. It's like bent in a weird position. And he's like, yeah, you're going to get this cock. And I'm like, you know, I am, you know, a silly faggot. I will come suck your cock. But I'm not going to like fucking pay you for it. I mean, if I'm going to pay for sex, it's going to be with somebody that I'm like really hot for if I'm going to pay for sex. And uh, so I'm like, dude, I just wanted to hook up. 
why the fuck are you all of a sudden asking for money? Like you're not you're you're not hot enough to be asking for money. Like, do you think I'm that am I that bad looking that you think I'll pay for sex? I mean, you know. And he's like, "All right, man, I'm sorry." But hey, um I'm kind of in a bad position right now. Will you come uh, help me jump off my car? <laughs> so he wanted me to come jump him off. Because uh, I guess his battery ran down. And I'm like, shouldn't that be your number one priority right now? Instead of like getting your dick sucked. Shouldn't you be like, hey, I need to get this battery charged. But no, he's on here. And I, I'm like, you know... Since you've been vacillating back and forth, I've already driven like 25 minutes away from you, and I'm not driving back to help you jump off your fucking car. Now, if you want to hook up tomorrow, just hit me up tomorrow. But I'm not into jumper cable hookups, okay? I'm just like, that needs to be the new app, just jumper cable. If you need a jump, but you also need your dick sucked, get on this app. I mean, just insanity. Why can't I just find somebody normal? And then there's like this really insecure person, and uh, which I relate to. I'm very insecure myself. It's just I'm at the age now where I realize that a lot of the stuff that is in my head and that I tell myself is just there because I'm telling myself that and I need to get rid of it and rise above it. So I try to knock that shit out of my head. So this guy text me and he's not really he's not a bad looking guy he's not a bad looking guy but I it's just not my thing you know I'm looking for you know like a little I like you know I don't like white people I, I don't I don't there's not many white people I'd fuck you know every once in a while there's somebody that I like that's white but most white people I'm like you know I'd rather rather go fuck that black guy or that Asian or that Latino or just anyone. Like the other day there was this really hot guy um, who was kind of like uh, mixed and I was like, I don't know what you are when I want it. All right, so, but those are just some of my recent things that I've um, read into on uh, Grinder, and it's just really, really fucked. Pause this for a second. Sorry for all the pauses. I know lately I've been really dialing it in, and I apologize. But uh, I kind of have. I've just I've been busy lately, so I'm going to take a break. I'll be right back. Okay, so I've been listening to a book on Audible. I got my Audible back because I've been trying to read more and even listen to audiobooks more and uh, write more and just do more stuff, just be a more productive human being. So I've been walking every day. I've been stretching, exercising. I've been trying to write down my ideas and write a little more. And uh, I read, uh, this week I read uh, poetry by Arthur Rimbaud, and we'll get into that later. But I've been listening to this book called the 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. And this book is like, um, I don't know, it's kind of like Machiavellian. I mean, I guess that's where he got it from. Um, 
kind of like Machiavelli, only a modern day one that you can, you know, that's written, you know, in more in our tongue. <laughs> so this guy wrote all these laws of power of how to manipulate people and gain power and just be an all around shitty person. Um, and th this is really this book. I, I want to tell you something about this book is written by Robert Greene. Um, and it came out in 1998. Uh, this book is a horrible, horrible thing. It's a horrible, horrible way to go about life. But it's a sad fact of life that, um, that you have to like watch the way you interact in the world and you have to present in a different way than you are and you have to manipulate people to get ahead in life. And uh, I think that this is one of um, the, one of the best books. I, I, I think you could read all of Freud. I think you could read all of Jung. I think you could read a lot of psychology books, and it probably would not equal The 48 Laws of Power. I think this book is brilliant a brilliant look at human psychology and manipulating people and how to make yourself appear bigger than you are and how to climb the ladder. It's actually a really, really good book to get the brain churning on your thoughts on how you interact with people and how you engage with people. And um, this guy is totally sociopathic. It's totally... Uh, horrible some of the things I think he talks about and the way you know he tells you to engage with people but all the same time now that I'm older I'm like it's just a sad fact you know that but you know it's just a sad fact that you you might have to live like this to to get ahead in life and uh, I, I highly recommend the 48 laws of power by Robert Greene and this guy you know he's kind of like an incel-y type guy he's kind of like a you know, little bitch, beta boy, faggot kind of guy. I know I've been saying faggot a lot on the show, but I am a faggot, so I can say it, so fuck you. Um, the 48 Laws of Power, um, he's just a little bit, this guy definitely gets uh, pegged. That's all I'm saying. This guy definitely gets pegged. He had a stroke, and uh, he just sits around writing books about power. And you can always tell like someone when they're like fucked up in the head because they're that this guy literally spent years and years of his life reading history and pamphlets and uh, just combing through historical documents to write this book. And it's a brilliant book. It's an absolute brilliant book. But it's also like the type of person that would do this has to be a very, very sad individual. And, you know, it's one of these things like, I don't endorse Ayn Rand's views, right? I don't endorse her views. Um, but I'm like, you can learn something from that. You know, take it in, digest it, learn from it. You don't have to live by it. You don't have to take in everything. But just, have it in the back of your head as something to think about. And just for, you know, that way you can get, that way you can know that other people, or you know, you can know how other people are thinking or what other people are thinking and how to best interact with the world. So 
Uh, this book, The 48 Laws of Power, uh, I would highly recommend it. I think it's probably, I, I would hail it as the greatest book on psychology maybe ever, human psychology ever, especially uh, business kind of human interaction, trying to get above in life type psychology. Uh, I think it's a great book. I'm not even done with it. I'm like uh, 10 hours in listening to it. And uh, I definitely will read this other guy's books because um, they're great. They're great. Even though I I think it's horrible. I just want to put that out there. I think it's horrible. But sometimes you have to do horrible things and uh, say horrible things and interact with people in ways that you would rather not just because you have to, to get by, you know, I, I do this at work. Um, I don't agree to anything at work. Like when people ask me for favors, I don't agree to anything. I keep my mouth shut. Um, I don't do any more work than what I'm tasked to do. Uh, and people get mad at me. People get annoyed with me, but it's just what I have to do to get by because I don't, I don't want you putting your headache off on me. Because if I did every little favor that people... There's a guy at work. God bless him. Good guy. Um, there's a guy at work. And uh, I say that God, I say God bless him all the time, even though I'm an atheist. Um, He's just constantly trying to satisfy people, and he runs himself ragged, doing favors for people and just overworking himself. And I'm just like, dude, just... This is not healthy. You just... You got to stop. You just got to stop. You know? Just focus on... Uh, you focus on what you're doing. All right. Don't try to satisfy everybody. You need to like set boundaries. And this is what I've done at work. And it's helped me a great deal. Just not agreeing to do any, don't, don't do anybody any favors. Unless, you know, unless there's like some kind of circumstance where there's a reason to, right? Sometimes things get so bad that you need to help. Otherwise, you're going to be looked at as horrible, you know, and you do need to, like, worry about what people think about you. But for the most part, you know, if way people's requests, like, you know, someone came to me at work wanting me to pick up something for them every day. And uh, I never even said no to them. I just didn't answer them. And it was very awkward. It was an extremely awkward situation. But I just didn't even answer them. I sat there and just started talking about something else. And it's just what you have to do at work to get by. Because, you know, people will come to you. It was an unreasonable request because I got to thinking about it when I looked at what this person was doing. I'm like, no, you're, you've, you've got an easy, you're, you're not overrun with work. I'm like, what are you asking me to do this for? And then someone else asked me to go and, and pick up something for them. And I'm like, no, you, you have the, like the, the specific job I do, I have lots of downtime and everybody else has lots of downtime. So you'll have people that have like three or four hours of downtime in an eight hour shift be asking you to go run, do stuff for them. And I'm like, no, no, you, you can handle it. <laughs> you can do it. I trust me. You can do it. You can handle it. And uh, it pisses people off, but I do not give a fuck. I do not give a fuck. And, um, you know, our union negotiates a contract for things to be done a certain way. And I never do any more than what was set in that contract. 
So there's certain things that people get mad at me about that I don't do. I don't, um, I don't want to get too specific because I don't want people finding out where I work, but uh, there's just certain things I don't do because I was like, you know, the union took time to negotiate a certain way of doing things, a certain thing that I was going to do that I'm specifically instructed to do. And God damn it, I'm not going to do any more of that. So that's what this book was. It'll help you in the workplace. The 48, uh, what was it? 48 laws of power. It'll help you in the workplace. Trust me. So, I read, um, also, I forced myself, hopefully you can still hear me, I'm raised up here. I forced myself, I ordered the complete works of Arthur Rimbaud. Rimbaud, I think that's how you say it. And the only reason I read this book is because uh, I watched Chocolat. And Judy Dench was reading this very foul, vulgar poetry, and I'm drawn to foul, vulgar things. So I got on here, and I wish I could find the poem. I had a poem about sucking his dad's cock. Not really, but joking around. I, well, sort of. Where'd it go? I thought I marked it. Well, anyway, um, Arthur Rimbaud. Now, I had to force myself through this. I'm not really a poetry person. Um, but I got his complete works. It's been translated from French. And this was a gay poet, uh, I believe in the 1800s. And he wrote these very uh, crazy poems. And uh, some of it's good. Some of it's good. I like the sultriness. I like the seediness of uh, some of his uh, poems. But for the most part, I had to force myself through it. And I think I'm better off for forcing myself through it. So I read like 400 pages of poetry that I didn't understand, but uh, because, you know, poetry requires, like, you to, like, sit there and really read it and read it again and kind of take it in and try to analyze what they're actually trying to convey, and he's a brilliant writer. I respect it, but I had to force myself through it, um, but uh, maybe I can, you know, if I had someone explain to me, like, this is what he means by this, this is what I mean, you know, maybe it would be i'd be way more interested in it but beautiful writer uh but again had to force myself through it um i also ordered some books let's bring these over here i'll just go back over here and grab them so i can uh talk about them on my podcast hopefully you can still hear me i'm away from the microphone all right so let's get back up here all right so, I ordered some books off Amazon. I don't like ordering uh, books off Amazon. But, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I read Carmilla. It's one of, uh, it inspired Bram Stoker's Dracula. That was a really good book, and I loved it. So now I'm like on a gothic horror kick. So I got Sheridan Lefanu's uh, Green Tea and Other Weird Stories sent to me. I'm going to try to read this in the next week or two. Let's see. It's like 400 and something. But uh, it looks like it's going to be pretty good. Uh, loved Carmilla so much that I was like, I've got to read more by this guy. Let's see what stories. He's got one called The Watcher, Green Tea, Madame Crow's Ghost, The Haunted Baronet. Uh, oh, it's even got, I've already read Carmilla. It's got Carmilla in there. So, uh, Oh, shit. So I've pretty much read almost everything. 
is done. Laura Silver Bell. And then I got another book, Late Victorian Gothic Tales. And, uh, you know, I'm guilty of like just buying books just because the cover looked cool. And this one, it's got like a mirror with an owl and it's Oxford World Classics, Late Victorian Gothic Tales. And I'm like, yes, that's the way I want my house to look. So, because I am obsessed with weird, odd, macabre things and I love surrounding myself with them. So let's see the stories we got here. We got Vernon Lee, Dinea, Oscar Wilde, Lord Arthur Seville's Crime, Henry James, Sir Edmund Orm, am I saying that right? Rudyard Kipper, The Mark of the Beast. Oh, that sounds like a good one. I like anything satanic. I love Satanism. Uh, B.M. Croker, the, the Dake Bungalow at Dakar. Dakar, am I saying that right? Arthur Conan Doyle, lot number 249. Arthur Conan Doyle, The Case of Lady Senex. Grant Allen, Pallinghurst Barrow. Jean Lorraine, Magic Lantern. Jean Lorraine, uh, The Spectral Hand. Oh, I like the sound of that. The Spectral Hand. That's a. I, I love it. I love it! Arthur Matchins, The Great God Pan. M.P. Shield, Vela. Uh, lots of good little stories in here. And I'm, I'll probably start with this one. That way, you know, it's a lot of different. I love books. If y'all have any suggestions, um, please hit me up on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Podvine, or um, or uh, ProtonMail. Uh, because I love little collections of short stories. Because that way, I don't know why. I guess I'm a little ADHD nowadays. That way, like, if I don't like one story i can just you know it'll be over in a little and i can go to the next story and read uh, the mark of the beast by rudyard kipling <laughs> um but yeah that that's the stuff that i like so if you have any suggestions hit me up on the facebook uh the castle of ortanto i listened to this this week and it, it's like three and a half hours i think on audible it's like kind of a short story I think they said it was a novel, but I don't know. That, that's kind of short for a novel, right? So, um, I liked The Castle of Ortanto. It was really weird. So, it's like this guy's son dies, and the lady that was going to marry his son, the prince, um, is just stricken with grief. And then the father's like, hey, <clears throat> Since he's gone, since my son's gone, you can have this old cruddy cock. All right. And, um, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Uh, that's basically what happens. I won't tell no spoilers. I need to just say that at the beginning of every podcast. Spoiler alert. So, basically, he's like, oh, now that he's gone, I don't, I need some more children. And that womb of yours is looking good. Plant a baby in it. And so he basically, you know, is trying to get a divorce from his wife and manipulate all these people. And there's this weird giant that shows up and starts fucking everything up and, uh, like, you know, killing people and everything else. So um, that, that's, that's as far as I'll get into it. I'll let y'all, I don't want to ruin the castle of Ortanto for you. So uh, please um, uh, don't um, 
Don't skip it. Watch it. And I think I mentioned this last podcast. There's a, so much stuff I've been meaning to get to that I can never fucking get to. Uh, I hear The Last of Us is really good. Everybody's saying The Last of Us on HBO is like amazing. So I'm hoping to get to that and watch that this week. Um, I'm also, what did I watch last night? Oh yeah, I can talk about that. I've been meaning to get to watch that Boneyard Alaska uh, I know I mentioned that on the podcast several times. I've been meaning to watch that. Um, ne- haven't gotten to it. I think the guy's a liar. I think that he's making all this shit up. I've been meaning to get to that um, Markle and Harry Doc, and I've been meaning to watch Tar as well. Uh, the marketing. This is what I'll say about Meghan Markle. I know when someone's full of shit. All right, Meghan Markle is completely full of shit, and Harry's completely full of him fucking self. You can look into anything about them. Anything about them. Okay? Um, even her own father doesn't like her. Like, everyone she runs into, because she was an actress, which, you know, everybody knows a lot of actors are kind of crazy. Um, you can just smell the bullshit on her. You know, she shows up and she's like... I'm a guy, the fan, the the royalty, and I'm not a fan of the crown. Let me say this. I'm not a fan of the crown. I think all royalty should be abolished, okay? Unless you're Ignatius J. Riley. He likes a good monarchy. And did I mention, did I mention earlier that I will be dressed as Ignatius J. Riley, who loves a good monarchy? Uh, and who wants to establish a monarchy in the United States? I will be dressed as him in New Orleans, February 3rd, February 4th. Come find me. It's a Werewolf Waldo for Victoria Vonenberg. Okay, so. Where was I? Meghan Markle. She's a lying, stupid bitch. She's sitting there accusing the royal family. Be like, oh, if y'all have children, how dark will, will the children be? Oh, will they be? Blacks, don't let them be blacks. Don't let the little children, the little royal children be black. How are we going to have a black prince? This bitch is whiter than me. Okay? There is no way in hell that the queen, I just don't believe the queen, who I'm assuming read the 48 Laws of Power, she, she, there's no way she said that. There's no way anyone in the royal family said that. How dark would the child be? We don't want a, a, a darky. There's no way that was said. Because Meghan Markle is not black. I don't know. Like, it's weird nowadays that people can tell you they're black and you just go, oh, they're black. No, you know. Meghan Markle, I'm... Of English, Irish, Scottish descent. And I am blacker than Meghan Markle. She has lovely pale white skin that has a little a little tint to it. Okay? My forearms are darker than her because I work in the sun. My forearms are darker than Meghan Markle. So if she's black, I'm black. And no one looks at her and goes, that's a black person. No one goes, 
Oh, we've got to watch that one in the store because she might steal. No one does that. Like this girl is exposed to racism on a daily basis. I don't even think she knows any black people. You know, there should be a new term called Meghan Markle Black. And it's just a a person who's like technically black that might have like a little African-American ancestry in them, but is pretty much white and hangs out with only white people. It's like, no, no, you don't count. And no one is coming up to you saying racist stuff. I just, I don't want to fucking hear it. I don't want to fucking hear it because it's just so insane that she thinks that that's a believable story. And I think pretty much everyone's like kind of caught on now and is like, yeah, you're, you're, no one likes you. Even your own father doesn't like you. Uh, so I guess hopefully that wasn't too harsh. I apologize <laughs> if that went a little too far. I know the race topic. People tell me the race topic is uh, pretty um, pretty racy, pretty uh, pretty touchy. All right. So I, I will not touch. And then you have Harry who's over there like, hey. you know, he's kind of like, autistic and retarded and a little retarded. Eh, all I want to do is sit around and be who I am and we're going to move to California and we're going to make money off of just being royalty and just having a name. It's like these two people are extremely privileged. They're millionaires. They got a huge Netflix deal and somehow they want everyone to feel sorry for them. Everyone. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? It's like, I don't feel sorry for these people. I don't want to hear from these people are toxic people and I don't want to hear from them. And I, and I apologize for this rant because I know it uh, is probably like, come on, my ears hurting. I'm tired of you ranting about this. Well, I just, I, I've never, you know, it's just like the other day Ellen was whining about one of her, like, she's a fucking, got hundreds of millions of dollars and she's whining about her house. There being a flood near her house. Like, fuck you. Fuck you. I don't even have my own house. I don't have nothing. And I work a lot. I don't want to hear about these privileged fucks. Changing topics. We're going to change the topic. This is what we'll end the podcast on today because I still have people texting me on Facebook. Let's see if we've sold anything else on Facebook Marketplace. Somebody's texting me on here. I don't look like anybody's. So many people have texted me on here. I can't even keep up with all of them. All right. So I watched House of Gucci last night. And um, let me bring bring up their page on here. House of Gucci, it's such a, and I know, I think I talked about this on a previous podcast, uh, which I apologize for if I've covered this, but I didn't watch it, you know, like I, I made fun of it, but I don't think I watched it and described this movie for you. So if you watch the trailer, you're like, oh man, this is going to be a really fucking exciting, crazy movie. And to me, I, I, it was a good movie, but it wasn't like just as crazy as I thought it would be. But, um, you know, it was by Ridley Scott. And Ridley Scott is not, I know this sounds insane that I'm saying this, but Ridley Scott does not get 
the uh, credit that he deserves because he has been making really good movies lately and none of them get any kind of um oh i'm trying to pull them up let's see here okay so he did house of gucci this was a good movie but not a great movie i love the setting i love a movie with rich people in italy and just refined people you know, movies with Jeremy Irons. That's what I'm talking about. I like movies with Jeremy Irons. And um, it's a really great movie. Um, Adam Driver meets Lady Gaga. They hook up. It all goes to shit. It's like kind of a, a tragedy. And you, know, you have Lady Gaga doing this horrible, like, Italian, oh, oh, I am a Gucci now. And, like, you have, like, Jared Leto doing horrible impressions and just this goofy character. And you can't even really tell that it's um, Jared Leto because they do him up so much. Um, God, I wish this fucking thing. IMDb is just ruined. I know I've bitched about this, but it's so hard to look up stuff on IMDb on your phone now. Because they've just fucked up the layout. Um, where'd it go? Okay. So anyway, Ridley Scott's like 85 now. And he's been making these great movies. He did... Um, what was his other one? The Last Jewel. That's one that really creeps up on you. Because when you start out with The Last Jewel... You know, it's a movie you got to pay attention to. But when it first starts out, you're like, I don't know about this. I don't know about this movie. And then you'll be like, this is fucking great. This is a fucking great goddamn movie. And, um, but he just isn't getting the credit that I think he deserves as a great director. House of Gucci's goofy. Uh, it ends exactly the way you think it'll end. There's something happens. And, um, but just know that it's entertaining, but don't expect like a masterpiece or anything. But, but the thing that gets me lately is you have Ridley Scott. He makes these great movies, but none of them get any play anymore. You never hear anybody talking about them. They don't make any money at the box office. And I'm just like, it. we're entering the end of movies. Like, we're not going to be able to go and see, like, well-made movies by refined, uh, great directors and authors and writers and producers we're, we're that that's over it's, it's going to be all marvel movies and just stuff like that and i love the marvel movies i want the marvel movies to be made i want the cheap shitty movies to be made but i also want these uh intelligent refined sophisticated movies to be made and we need to um we need to get back to that we need to get back to a place where we can actually make art artistic art spend millions of dollars uh, just for the sake of art uh, and somehow get the public in. They used to be able to do it. They used to go out and make stuff like Taxi Driver and The Godfather and spend millions of dollars and people would go, fuck yeah, we're going to go see that. But nowadays I think everyone's attention spans are like bad because of TikTok and their phones and Facebook and everything. And, uh, and I've noticed this. I've been using my phone way less over the past couple of weeks and I've been trying to read more and I feel like my attention span is better than it was so I'm 
I'm just kind of fed up with the way things are going because it, it literally is the death of cinema. I really believe that. And um, we might have a couple more good movies, but other than that, I think everything's going to have to go everything cinema wise. Cause I'm a huge lover of cinema. It's going to have to transition to where we just have like independent filmmakers raising money instead of having studios and unions and things like that and just going out and making a film with total unknowns and uh, it's, it's going to have to be just more old timey, I guess. We're not going to have these wonderfully produced movies anymore. Um, sad. I don't want to leave you on a sad note, but that, that's just my feelings on the subject. Uh, but I actually have to get ready. I promised uh, someone that I would um, meet them for lunch today. So I'm going to uh, take a shower and uh, I'll uh, hit you up uh, next week. Uh, I love you all. Shout out to my loyal listeners in California, Washington, Belgium, um, Hanoi, uh, which I plan on going to uh, in the next year or two. I'm going to go to Hanoi. It's beautiful. It's beautiful there. Well, anyway, so... Um, positive note. I like to leave on a positive note. Take control of your life. Take control of your life. You don't need that fried chicken. You need to go walk. You don't need to play on TikTok. You need to read. You got to think about what's important in your life. Is cutting your lawn important? Maybe. I don't know. Is playing on Facebook or playing on, um, I don't know, are these grinder hookups important? No. You need to look and say, hey, when I look back at my life, what did I accomplish? What did I do? You need to be thinking about these things right now and getting them done. At least, you know, not, not necessarily get them done, just starting on them. Start on something this week. That's the positive note. Start on something it's just like yesterday. I wanted to get the leaves up in the yard. I know this is kind of pointless. It's kind of a pointless task. Um, and at first I didn't think I was going to get it done, but I got it done, sort of. I got a majority of them up. Um, but at first it felt impossible, but I eventually got it done. But picking up leaves is pointless. So a more example is to sit down... If you want to learn how to paint, start now. Do it every day. Consistency. Just do it. If you want to learn how to write, write every day. If you want to learn how to podcast, do it consistently. Start something. Learn something. Go out into the world and conquer. All right. I will see you all next week. Hit me up on social media. Uh, I love you all. All right. So I, I rushed the podcast this morning, and, uh, and I had a lot going on. I was trying to sell stuff on Marketplace, and... I promised uh, some family members I would meet them um, at Chili's for some food, which was well, it didn't. It wasn't so good. It wasn't so good. I went over, uh, went shopping, and uh, you know had to just do some stuff today. So I rushed the podcast this morning, but something happened this afternoon that I wanted to share with you. Just to, uh, cherry on top of the podcast of how crazy people are on Facebook Marketplace. So I was trying to sell this old shitty cabinet, which I sold to an old lady this morning. 
And okay, so there's this lady. Her name is Kim. And yes, in her picture, she looks... Let me look at her profile here. She looks fucking batshit crazy in her picture. And uh, just an old lady who dyes her hair blonde. You know, she's got the... You know, the face that tells you she wants to speak to the fucking manager. Oh, God, she's got the crazy eyes. Oh, man, she looks rough. I mean, this lady looks so fucking crazy. She's got the blonde hair. It's all puffed up. She's trying to hide all her fucking wrinkles with her makeup. and You can tell she tans a lot. And Okay, so I'm just going to read this entire conversation just so you can see how crazy people are on market, Facebook Marketplace. Hi, is this still available? Yes, it is. Would I be able to get today? And I said, either before 11 a.m. or later this afternoon. I have things planned today. I could do it later this afternoon. Okay, here's my address. Thank you. Just message me when you are available later this afternoon. And so everything I sell on here, I always, you know, it's first come, first serve. It's, I don't promise anything to anyone. So she messages me later. Is there a certain time you would want us to get It's sold. You told me. You told me, sold it to me. I was coming to pick it up. You said any time this afternoon. It's like, no, I don't hold things. First come, first serve. You never said that. You're a shitty person, and I will make sure and leave a great review for you. And I just said, rolling on floor laughing. And then she says, asshole, I never promised anything. Or that that's me. Why am I doing that voice for me? I'm... <laughs> I'm a dignified gentleman. Let me do that voice properly. I never promised anything. I hope you have a good day. It was a misunderstanding. There was no misunderstanding. You told me it was it was first come, first serve. I would have been there. I was getting this for my mom who really wanted it. So I really hope you're happy. And you have a great fucking day too. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, my lady. But I never agreed to any of that. Then she gives a thumbs up. As long as you feel good about yourself. I do. Because you are putting words in my mouth. I'll sleep easy tonight. Fucking asshole. Usually do. Uh, uh, fucking asshole. Uh, you usually do. And oh yeah, by the way. Thanks for the address. So at this point, I'm like... Why is she mentioning my address, that she has my address? I'm like, bitch. So this is what I say. Should I call the police? Because she's like, assholes usually do and thanks for the address. Like she's, you know, she knows where I live. You know, I'm like, fuck, I should never sell anything. Like this. this is like gone to fatal attraction level. She's going to be bowling bunnies at my house. Uh, and I'm like, should I call the police? For what? You gave me your address to pick up the cabinet, right? And I said, you said that in a threatening way. I'm filing a police report. I said nothing. And I just said to her, I'm like, as a very noble gentleman that I am, I said, you better stay away from my house. I had a lot of people interested in that cabinet. I'm sorry I made you mad next time 
next time I sell something, I will label it first come, first serve. Because the reason I said that, I shouldn't be mean to this lady. I'm trying not to be mean to her. But remember, the four, what we talked about earlier, the 48 laws of power. You've got a wild card here in this lady. You don't want to, you don't want to fucking trip up this lady and have a mortal enemy that comes to your, you know, you don't need enemies. Don't make enemies if you don't have to. Just because someone's cussing you out doesn't mean you have to cuss them out. You need to make them a friend. You need to bring the enemies close so they don't end up killing you. And uh, so I said to her, I said, using the 48 laws of power. All right. I had a lot of people interested in that cabinet. I'm sorry I made you mad. Next time I sell something, I will label it first come, first serve. And she said, thank you. That's truly all you had to say. It does make me upset because I try to do all I can for her. I'm sorry, too. And I said, okay, I'm sorry. And so I used the 48 laws of power. And it fucking worked. When someone's mad at you, just... Even if you think they're a fucking cunt and a piece of shit, you just, you don't say what you're thinking. Just bring them in, try to level with them, even apologize. Even though you don't, even though in that situation I shouldn't have because I never promised this lady anything. Um, look at the ending. We both apologized to each other and now maybe she won't, maybe she won't come burn down my home. Because she has my address. <laughs> so, um, I just wanted to share that. Uh, just to add a little more to the podcast. And uh, I know the past couple of weeks I've been rushing these podcasts. And they had not been the best. And um, my loyal three followers, I, I do truly humble myself. I supplicate myself to you. I'm at your knees begging you to continue listening to my podcast. And with that... I will uh, bid you adieu. I've raised lots of money today for my trip to New Orleans. Come join me. Um, And uh, I, I wish you all a lot of luck and a lot of love. Have a good one.